1: It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news with the latest from travel and cruises around the world. Here's your host, Chili Falls.
2: Good morning, welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this uh, Monday, may the 8th, coming to you from Curacao, Uh middle of the Norwegian Joy cruise, of
3: course.
2: In fact, we're just past the halfway point, I guess.
3: Cool. All right, on
2: today's show, folks, we're going to talk about the excursions I took this weekend.
4: At the special time of cruise, and it's just time
2: for a loud announcement from the cruise director. So I'm sure that that's gonna. I assume you can hear that in the background. Uh, he's normally uh, overbearing with this announcement. We are just
3: ready to do some work here in
2: Hurstown. cell. Okay. I hope that's the end of the eruption. But anyway, uh, we are in Curacao uh, for the day. I do have an excursion book, and I apologize, folks. When I first started talking about this yesterday, I thought my excursion was at 8 o'clock. Morning, which, it's only about an hour and a half, so even with a little transportation in there, two hours i should be back on the boat so i said well i'll be back by 10 or 10 30 and did my show at normal time so i promoted to, we're going to do the show at normal time and guess what got to my room last night and they said no 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 we changed the time on your excursion." then it was changed to 11. then later on it was changed back to eight then finally last night it was changed again to 1050, which is when I decided to do the show at eight. So here we are. So if any of you saw any of the earlier promotions on that, folks, my apologies. I was just going on the information I had at hand. All right, today's National Coconut Cream Pie Day. I can deal with that one. I do like coconut cream pie. I haven't seen any coconut cream pie on this ship, I don't think. Then I have not been eating desserts like I normally do.
3: Uh,
2: although I did break down last night. I let one of the girls I was eating dinner with twist my arm and I had some ice cream, which is not something I normally do. But anyway. Um. If you're listening by the podcast, welcome aboard. You can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. On a normal day like this, it's normally posted within, you know, 15 or 20 minutes of the end of the program. Uh, I have to process some things to get the podcast up from the various networks. Uh, but usually it's up and ready to go by then. And, of course, the replay... Of the live stream is available on uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, And that stays up permanently. If you are listening by the podcast and want to ever hop over to the video feed, there's always a link in the description so you can do just that might want to check out any pictures or clips that I might be using on that day's show. At this point, folks, if you have not already done so, please consider hitting the little uh, thumbs up, the like button. That helps the channel out a lot. If you haven't subscribed, please consider doing that as well. It doesn't cost anything. helps the channel out a lot. It helps us build revenues. And that's what allows me to do what I do. Good business is out of my pocket, so the more people we get, the less comes out of my pocket. So I like that. All right, so today's top story, folks, uh, is uh, my weekend excursions. Those of you that have been following me for a while know that I have been unable to take excursions for the most part because I live on a cruise ship on a scooter. The scooter functionally is perfect for what I do on ships as far as doing shows like this. My scooter, by the way, folks, is right. Let's see if I can do this without screwing up the camera. Uh, There's my scooter right there. Well, see that little basket that's on the front of the scooter? That is the, it's turned out to be the most important thing in the world for me because I can put my oxygen in that. I can put my uh, uh, computer, headset, uh, you know, headphones,
4: uh, wiring, everything I need to do the show from my little office that I set up in my. uh, on the little hallway from
2: the uh, buffet, which is back that way. And then over there, I mean, that's the uh, main pool area. So I'm right in the kind of the hallway between the two. Uh, The scooter, which is perfect for me on the ship, I can't get on uh, take excursions because nobody will put that in a vehicle. They don't have transportation, uh, accessible transportation. In all of the Caribbean, I've got one cab in Cozumel that I can call on if I want to get around Cozumel, and he has an ex- exception, uh, ex- accessible cab. There's a lift in the back, and I roll in the cab in the back of his.
3: Man, Um, other than that, I haven't been able to find any experiences that were
2: accessible. I have recently purchased a power wheelchair that I use for things like going through airports. So I don't have to be pushed around in those uncomfortable chairs, left parked for hours, and not be able to go to the restroom or to get something to eat. Or whatever the, the, the it might be. Um. Yeah, you're supposedly you're you're able to contact the airline, and they'll come do that. Well, you have to go and just contact them, and it takes thirty minutes. They somebody free up to come find you and take you to a restaurant. that doesn't work. So the chair was a godsend for that. Uh, equally is good in, in a hotel. Now, scoot around, like when I was in New Orleans, I was there for three days before a cruise. They provided me with a scooter in a hotel. And I was able to run all over, all, all over New Orleans. Most of the time, I'm in a day before a cruise. I won't put them through picking up and delivering a scooter for one day. I just—I can't do that. That's taking advantage, and I don't want to do that. So I bought the, wheel, the wheelchair. Of course, could get Medicare to pay for it. Medicare is under the belief that they want you to stay at home and be miserable and die rather than having a life and live. So they won't help you at all. So I just... I, Hey, well, it has been, I mean, it was wonderful getting here, getting on the ship, going through the check-in procedures and all that business. I mean, I've screamed for years to have the, the scooters available at the curb, and here now, I don't need them at the curb, but other people do. So that's one thing I still have to work out when I get off the ship shoot around how we're going to do it. But anyway, the chair, because it's collapsible and lightweight, is enough that I can put it in the trunk of my car without assistance. I can go on a number of excursions which technically in the long run are not accessible excursions accessible for everybody. Okay, So I want to make that clear. If you are uh, fully disabled, a full-time chair user, uh, and can't walk at all. Some of the things that I'm able to do now are still not accessible for you. So, don't. I don't want you to get your hopes up that uh, you could do the same thing. Uh, these sofa, and I'll tell you when there's one that is that way. But the the ones that I have taken so far are accessible for me. All right. Uh, They're accessible for someone that may have disabilities, but can walk a little bit, i.e., to get on a bus, for instance. So this weekend, I did several excursions. Uh, One on Saturday was a hop-on hop-off tour of Cartagena, Colombia. Now, those of you that travel a while have probably been on -on, hop-on hop-off tours. This particular hop-on hop-off tour has a space in the bus to park wheelchairs scooters if, you, if they're light enough to get them on the ship especially if they fold up
3: because
2: i was actually i folded my chair the driver put it in the bus for me i didn't
4: have to do it i just shut them out to fold it down i was easily Got uh, the bus.
2: Obviously, I couldn't go up to the upper deck because I can't do that many stairs. But still, I have what's right in the seat with a nice window. I could see out the front of the bus. Uh, and, and, we, and we just filled it up, of course. And we took off for the first little ride to Hulten, or to Aina. Then we transitioned from the hop-on-hop-off bus, which we would meet later, to a walking tour of Cartagena. Now, you guys know that I'm not walking. They got my scooter off the bus, uh, unfolded it, put it in gear, turned it on, and started going with the tour guide and, and the folks for a walking tour of Old Town in Cartagena. Now, it was hot, folks. It was 100 degrees or maybe better. Uh, There was some shade. I was out in the sun some, too. These hop-on, hop-off folks, not only do we have the tour guide like normal, you know, taking care of the tour and talking and all that, they sent one of their other crew people with me just to follow along in case I got in an area where I needed some assistance, i.e., a curb without a ramp. There were a couple of them. Uh, and they weren't high curbs, but still they were enough of a, of a lip that the chair wouldn't go over it. And to keep me from going down a half a block to a ramp and coming back and making everybody wait for me out in the sun or whatever. It was easier quicker for me to stand up. The guy would help me get the chair up over the curb, sit back down, and catch up with everybody. So that's what we did. I did the entire <coughs> walking tour of Old Town, took lots of pictures. It was fascinating. Uh, and yeah, folks, I was kind of proud of myself for, for doing that. Got back on the hop on, hop off bus. Put my chair back on it, and then I rode it for the full loop, all fourteen stops, all over Cartagena. And uh, got back was, I was gone a little over four hours. Um, got back on the ship, and then yeah, folks, I was, I was ready for number one a cold drink and number two well first a bathroom, yeah, and. Uh, secondly a cold drink a Diet Coke and an adult beverage uh, which I had in that order so that was probably for me the most exciting day and enjoyable day I've ever had at sea eh, maybe there were a couple days in Alaska that were right up there with it but man it was wonderful <clears throat> Uh, By the time I got back, you know, I was in Cartagena a month ago without the camera. So I was chosen for the camera, and I went down to the little uh, zoo thing uh, there at the the, uh, uh, the port offices, and I played with the slot. I was so hot and tired that I didn't even go down there to look for the slot. I rolled through. I think I took a picture of a flamingo. And one peacock as I was rolling through to head back to the to the boat, but still, that was it was an exciting, wonderful day. Yesterday we were in Aruba because of high winds during the night. Uh, we were delayed uh, arriving in Aruba by almost an hour and a half. By the time we actually got in there and got docked so uh, my tour that was supposed to start at 1 30 i think it was was actually closer to three o'clock before we got started now this was the best of aruba tour um, and it was on a big bus now those of you might remember when i was in Porta limon uh, i did I was on a big bus and I really struggled getting on and off. Men. Uh, it was very difficult. Well, this was the same size, you know, a regular bus, like a, you know, a Greyhound, or Trailways, or any of the tour buses. It's a big bus. Um, they did at least give me a, a, a front seat. They, they keep some uh, handicapped seats up front. Uh, that was good, of course. And the driver, you know, we folded up the chair. The driver took over the chair and put it, uh, you know, underneath the bus. And said that, you know, I'll get it out every time we stop. You just tell me. And I said, okay. I didn't struggle as bad getting on on the bus, but that's that's difficult for me to go up. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, and then one, two, up to six, six,
4: seven. I mean, a couple of them were small steps. of the lateness of the day and it was
2: Sunday but one of the scheduled stops was to be the Alavera factory we knew from the start that they had to cancel that out because it was closed on Sundays they're open until I think it was 3 and it was 3 o'clock before we left uh, the port uh, we did go to the Casaberry Rocks which is a big granite mound of rock that you can, I don't know, it's a couple hundred steps to get to the top of it. And a fabulous view looking out uh, over Aruba. Uh, I opted to stay on the bus for that. I knew I couldn't go anywhere. And I wasn't, there's was a place, you know, you could get some food and drinks if you wanted it. And we just started on the tour. I wasn't dying of thirst or anything. And I didn't think that was worth getting the um, the chair out. Uh, the next stop was the California Lighthouse, uh, which is Aruba's uh, functional lighthouse. And uh, you can go walk up to the top of that. It's a, an old lighthouse built in, I don't know what you said, 18 or something or, you know, down in air. Um, they had a snack truck there. I really wasn't all that crazy about going out, because you know I can't I can go up the lighthouse there, could have taken some pictures, but going up and down the stairs on the bus again, and then getting the chair out, I said, nah. No so uh, the driver had said well can I go over and get you something from the snack shop and she had told us about these uh, uh, coconut smoothies and you can also get coconut smoothies with sugar a coconut smoothie with sugar is a pina colada they just can't call it that probably for some licensing reason that this isn't a bar. I don't know why. I said, well, I'd love to have one of those coconut smoothies with sugar. And she went over and got me one, brought it in. We gave, I gave the money of course. She went over and got one for me and brought it back to me on the bus. It may be the best pina colada I've ever had. Like, you know, I'll drink a lot of pina colada. I love pina colada. It's a lot of this was so good. it was just so full of uh, fresh coconut in it. I mean it was just it was just terrific. Wonderful flavor, uh, perfectly mixed with, with uh, the rum, whatever kind of rum they use I don't know. But man, it was really it was what uh, cost me nine dollars. It was well worth the nine bucks. It was a good vegan climb. So I enjoyed that. And then, of course, through all of this, we're doing all this touring of town and, you know, pointing out all the resorts and the names of the resorts and all that. Uh, she pointed out one of the DB trees um, and the difference between a DB tree and a... Um, Oh, there's another tree that looks like a DV tree, but it's not. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, but, I mean, this is, you know, a, a regular tour of the islands. So we're getting all kinds of information. And then we ended up at Eagle Beach. Uh, I did get out at Eagle Beach, got on the chair again, because we we're staying there for about an hour and 15 minutes or so. Some people just wanted to go swimming. Uh, obviously, uh, I couldn't do that because I couldn't get close to the water. This was not a accessible beach as far as having a uh, a sand mat for a scooter or wheelchair to use. Like many beaches will have that, so you can actually roll right down to the water. <laughs> Excuse me, this was not uh, that kind of situation. Um, but um, I, I, I was, you know, I was able to roll around. I mean, they had lots of, of nice handicap uh, walkways. Uh, everything had a little ramp. There was a sidewalk that went over to uh, a little bar and restaurant. And I rolled over there only to find out that it was, in fact, there was about a three-inch lip uh, to go to the restroom or to go uh, on the deck or to where the seating was uh, for the restaurant. So I couldn't do that. But I rolled around a while, sat in the evening sun a little bit. By then, we're up to, you know, 6 o'clock or so. So that was how my weekend went. I tell you, folks, for me, it was a terrific weekend. All
4: right.
2: I'll be back with a couple news stories after this. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about scoot around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. All right, the top story today, folks, we've got to deal with Royal Caribbean again. And man, I tell you what, I'm getting as tired of talking about this as I'm sure you people are and listening to me. Royal Caribbean did it again. Just a week after Allure of the Seas was oversold for its April 30th departure, Royal Caribbean International is once again reaching out to guests about another overbooked cruise, this one the May 14th departure. The impacted cruise is a seven-night round trip, Western Caribbean sailing out of Galveston nothing unusual it's a regular seven dayer with normal stops there's not anything special about this it's the only itinerary that allure of the seas is currently sailing and the only thing it changes is the order of the ports depending on what day it departs from so there's nothing special and yet they're overselling the cruise again and then having to go back to guests and say, oops, it was an inventory error, so we got to kick some people off the boat that sails in three days. And they got to cut this crap out. First option is for guests to move to Voyager of the Seas. Now, Voyager of the Seas is a ship that's about half the size. And it's a five night sail, not a seven night, a five night. Departs either June 3rd or June 17th. They'll visit Costa Maya and Cozumel, but not Rotan. Travelers who choose this option will not only move to the Voyager of the Sea cruise, but will also receive a hundred percent refund of the Lure of the Sea fares plus $300 in non refundable onboard credit all right that's not a bad deal but you're sailing for on a you're doing getting that on a five night a seven night cruise on an older much smaller ship the second option is to lift and ship the shift the cruise to an identical but later allure of the sea sailing Two departure dates are available for this option, July 16th and July 30th. So in other words, you're gonna let them cancel you out of the cruise uh, next week. And do the same cruise later on. Well, listen to this part of it, folks. Because the new sailings are on the same ship for the same cruise link, And with the same itinerary, no further compensation refund on board credit is offered. You can't possibly be serious about that, Royal Caribbean. You're gonna kick people off of the boat now because it's overbooked. They're gonna stay with you like idiots and I'd be one too Stay with you after you've screwed them, and take the same cruise uh, a couple weeks from now, and give them nothing. You can't possibly be serious, Royal Caribbean. That's ridiculous. All right, the third thing, the third option, is just to say, "Uh, "No, I'm not doing it. I'm staying on board." Guests on the over, oversold sailing can completely cancel their cruise and receive 100% refund as well as 100% future cruise credit valid for any upcoming Royal Caribbean sailing. Future cruise credit will, uh, will be valid for any cruise departing by May 15, 2021. Now, it, they keep saying that this is an inventory error. Okay, if it's an inventory error, why do you keep doing it? Fix it! This has been going on since December. This is, what, the fifth or sixth time they've done this? And I can't believe that they're they're given one of the three options, just give people nothing, or moving their plans, canceling their plans, changing their travel plans, being ready to go on a cruise and looking forward to it for
4: months and months and months, and all of a sudden, nope, I can't go for another month. I'm I'm really upset with World
2: Caribbean. I'm not telling you that. All right, I'll be back with a couple more news stories after a quick word from one of our network sponsors.
1: LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.
2: All right, the next story, folks, has to deal with uh, MSC. MSC has extended their partnership with Formula One, a global partnership. We run now through the end of the 2026 Formula One World Championship. The existing partnership agreement has received strong uh, strong results for MSC, pushing the cruise line to extend its partnership and expand the program of Formula One. As part of the new agreement, MSC will bring ships to select grand Prix weekends to offer a unique hospitality experience from track to ship. The first of these will launch when MSC Virtuosa makes her way to Abu Dhabi for the final round of the Formula 23 For the 2023 Formula One season, offering all-access accommodations, hospitality, and transportation packages, this offering will grow with more races and ships during the 2024 season and beyond. MSC is also confirmed as the title sponsor of the 2023 Formula One Belgian Grand Prix. All right, good for MSC. A good for uh, Formula One. It's worked well for both, and I think that's awesome. I have to report on a, a bit of another MSC story, folks. I am not as upset about this as some of the people are, and some of the people in the travel space are blowing this way the hell out of proportion. But a ship, the MSCC side, that's now sailing out of Port Canaveral, failed a CDC health inspection. And it was a pretty bad failure. They, their failing grade was 67. You got uh, uh, to pass 85 to pass and I mean, some ships recently have been touting that they get a uh, hundred. Uh, you know, they've had a perfect score. Well, I mean, it's terrific that they do that. I have not read the entire report as to what all they, uh, they they found wrong, but I have seen some of it, and you know, there were some things that you know are can happen. Uh, some tongs didn't get totally clean. Have you ever tried to, to clean food I have. Sometimes just stuck, it gets stuck in there. It's hard to get out. Um, there was an incident incident in. Um, the buffet
3: where there were some flies.
2: Not a swarm of flies, a few flies. I, this, these are open-air cruise ships, folks. You can get flies from when you're in port. That's not enough for me to get upset about. And it's clearly not somebody's big guys that saying bugs were found on a ship. No, that's not the case. Uh, they were upset about the drainage on one of the pool decks, that there were some areas that muddled. Well, well, that can happen when it's water. They got the big squeegees and they push it out. You see them with the squeegees all the time. Now, the reason that I'm not as upset about this is. Obviously, some people are. You know, I was in the food business for 30 years. And I had to go through health inspections all the time. I had to go through ACDC inspections once a year. That one wasn't bad because it was once a year. I had to go through county health uh, department inspections uh, every three months and then some of the venues that i went to required health inspections on site i did not get a hundred percent all the time i worked hard at it but things like uh, inside the hood above my friars were not as clean as they like I never had a problem with my refrigeration being off. But, I mean, that's one of the things they check. There's all, all kinds of things that are done. The important thing about this inspection, folks, is not the fact that they, they failed the inspection. I mean, that's, yeah, that's bad. But the important thing
4: is what happens on the next inspection. Team. I've never done it. I've in with a team or it's just one
2: inspector. It could, if it's one inspector, you could have an inspector that's having a bad day, and they're going to find perhaps craft that's wrong, whether it's wrong or not. The important thing is on the reinspection failed the test, we're going to come back in 30 days. Let's see what you do then. The Seaside does not have a bad history. Uh, they have had all their other uh, uh, CDC inspections were in the 90s. One was 97, one was 95,
0: and I think one was 92 or 93.
2: Uh, so yeah. They failed an respect. Okay. Tell me what's happening next month. That's my take on it, folks. And I'm certainly not going to claim that they found all kinds of bugs. Yeah, it was some... Nice. I've seen that fly on every cruise ship. Some way or another. All right, let's see who's over in the chat room. And then I'm going to go out in Curacao at 11 o'clock now, a little bit before that.
3: Steve with us. Good
2: morning, Steve. Glad to have you back, my friend. Kenneth's here. Hopefully your cruise is awesome. I uh, hope hope you and Justin did not get thrown as the break. No, Justin and I have been behaving pretty well. It was, it was really funny. He called me. Or texted me last night. Is he had dinner with uh, with uh, one of the gals on on the uh, on our group, and I had dinner in another venue with uh, what do we have up uh, there? Two, four, five, five of the gals, uh, and we they wanted to go to the buffet last night because we were so late getting back. You know, none of us got back on ship until you know six thirty or so. So it was. By the time we got back, you we know, went to our cabins, went to the bathroom, yeah, you know, all the things when you have been out for hours. Cleaned up a little, a little bit. Uh, we went to the buffet last night, the food in the buffet. I usually don't eat dinner in the buffet. This is the second night I've had dinner in the buffet and I'm left perfectly satisfied. So that I found surprising.
3: Uh, but anyway, I got back. Went up
2: to that. Went up to the room. I, I was I done in enough that I wasn't going to go out for any night life or bars or shows or anything. And Chester sent me a message. What are you doing? I said I'm getting ready to get in bed.
3: And
2: he says uh, one night before this cruise over, with I'm going to make you stay up all night. And I said oh.
3: That's
2: But seriously, we're having a good time. And it's an absolutely marvelous group. Uh, we've got uh, several of the ladies, and we've added about five, six, seven people that we've kind of adopted into our group that are interested in doing some stuff with us in the future. I've got a group of people that want me to start looking at and, research and uh, researching researching possibility of doing some solo land packages, you know, like uh, instead of a cruise going to a uh, resort, and like one of the resorts in the room, just using that as an example for a week, uh, and seeing what we can do on, on solo packages for that. So, that's something to look into, but
3: they're interested in that
2: got a number of people that are interested in the December cruise. By the way, tomorrow morning at 9, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, I uh, will be uh, doing a live stream with Pete, and we officially announce the December 2nd cruise on Uncor. Uh And uh, hopefully Pete has all the final numbers as far as pricing goes, which is the main thing we didn't have. I am already booked on that one. Uh, so now it's just a matter of opening the bookings up to everybody and to start promoting it. So that'll be tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Then I'll do the show tomorrow at 11, like normal, uh, probably from somewhere on the ship. I'm not sure where. we at sea tomorrow and then tomorrow night we've got probably a group of 20 or so went to the manhattan room and our norwegian guy jojo uh, who's been absolutely marvelous it's been fun for me working with jojo every day uh, so uh, he's going to arrange for a big group going to the manhattan room tomorrow night which will be nice
3: uh, Nikki's
2: with us. Gretchen's with us. Katie's with us. There's hot air, Tom. Wow, I haven't
4: thought of anything. Else. Yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, hot air, Tom.
2: What are you doing back here? You're supposed to be in March on that rocket that you stowed away on katie says i definitely think this is one of your best cruises it has been awesome it really has katie and i just i mean i could have a bad excursion and i'd be happy you know i mean the the porto limon you know that i struggled so badly getting in off and off the bus i was still tickled pink just because i was on excursion so and then to be around so really, and it's a small group, but really great people. And I've met a lot of other, I've met more people on this cruise, I think, than I've met on any other cruise I've been on. And normally I meet a lot of people. So that's been just awesome. Really, yeah. It's a nice ship, great ship. Uh, there are areas on the ship that are inaccessible, uh, like the where the race cars are, the the whatever you call those things, the racetrack. Can't get there. I can't get to the water slides. Not that I get to the water slides anyway. Uh, but those are all areas that have no elevator service. Uh, uh, the pools, the adult pools, uh, neither of them are accessible, nor are uh, the hot tubs. They don't have even a lift. Chair for pools, and then the kids' pool is fully accessible. It's all I've only seen one other pool on any ship that I've been on that's an honest to god accessible pool. The ramp goes right down into the water. Uh, the restrooms are all accessible, push button. Uh, my, my room is push button, doorway. way. I tap the Key card outside it opens up the door. Uh, a push button to get back out. The, the balcony. The balcony would be tough on somebody in a uh, manual wheelchair because it is uh, on a little bit of a slope. Uh, but other than that, it's a nice balcony. I've gone out a couple of times just sat and watched the water for a few minutes. I rarely have balconies and and, uh, so it's a nice treat. Uh, The food has been more than adequate. I mean, I wouldn't I'm not standing on my head about how great the food is on this ship. But it's been good. I mean, it's been there hasn't been anything for me, at least bad that I didn't like. Uh, so, yeah, this has been a really good cruise. But with the excursions out and on, man, it's been
3: fantastic.
2: Uh, Katie says, um, I have work people coming this morning, pack up my bedroom and bathroom so they can replace my carpet and rethink my room. I had to take the day off to supervise. Understood. Cindy's with us. Hi, Cindy. So glad you're able to take these excursions and join us. All right, now this one's one, folks, that you may or may not want to do. I've look forward to this more than any of them. I'm going on a, a trolley tour. One of the most interesting and entertaining things that I had done on any cruise ship and I'm going back 25 years ago maybe the first time I went to Key West I did the trolley tour in Key West the first time and the the trolley driver telling stories was so funny so entertaining uh i i think i've gone back into key west maybe two times after that and did the trolley tour again just because it was so enjoyable had different drivers each time and they were all just as good uh so supposedly this uh, this trolley is accessible, so we're going to see. But I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. It's not very long. It's only like an hour and a an half or something. Uh, but I'm going to do a trolley tour uh, in Luminstad. And uh, for for Dennis, I had to learn how to pronounce Aranjastad, That's in Aruba. They roll the R's here just like they do an Italian only it's uh, it's Dutch Cindy says that's awful on Royal Caribbean. Cruising is fun anytime. Good morning, glad you're with us. There's Bonnie so glad you're able to do some excursion. Thanks Bonnie. Hi Mike.
4: <laughs> I'm uh, unusable. Uh, Amy's with us. It looks
2: like my signal keeps bouncing out. More people must be getting up and using the signal now. How did they decide who they're going to kick off the ships? They know how many cabins they have available and how many beds are available. Shame on Royal Grievous. I completely agree, and I'm assuming they kicked people off by the date that they booked at the last one's in, I would hope. But, uh, you know, that might not necessarily be the same as maybe they didn't oversell. Uh, ocean views but they did oversell balconies and maybe you know one the last people the book were the one that's not oversold I don't know how they do it how they figure it Or if they try to do it on a voluntary basis and scare people out of booking the cruise, and I'm sure you can just flat out say, no, hell with you, I'm staying on this boat, you figure it out, it's your mistake. But that's what I probably tend to do i can't believe i can't believe they're actually offering people to change to a cruise and not giving them anything not even a future cruise credit or a onboard credit nothing that 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 might have done me in with World Caribbean. uh do you think royal Caribbean is overestimate the number of people who will cancel their cruise before sailing amy i don't know i mean i've i've never i can't buy this business that it's an inventory error Uh, that implies that there's some kind of computer glitch okay by now you could have replaced the whole damn computer system uh so there's something more to this I think it's probably they're just not staying on top of it. And they're, I don't know, unless they're trying to overbook, unless this is some way of trying to maximize money somehow. And they don't think that somebody like me is going to raise hell about it. I, I I can't answer that, Amy. I don't know. I know I am really first couple times okay but now you're are talking five or six or seven of these in what four months nah, that's that, doesn't, that that's just doesn't cut it I've got see seaside coming up June 4th all the groups I am are going crazy about this they said it was right after they repositioned from Europe and some crew were awaiting visas. Uh, Well, yeah, it was after the the first couple weeks that they were in Port Canaveral that this inspection occurred. I don't see that it has anything to do with coming from Europe. They've been in the States before. Um, I just think, like I say, let's see what happens when they do the uh, re-inspection. um and I, that's from somebody that's that had to live with health inspection for years so and don't believe don't believe some of the uh, people that are that are reporting this news. again they blow it way out of proportion they make the, the bacon switch stuff so they're trying to hook people into their coming to their channels yeah, i just, i don't philosophy. Definitely, uh, I would definitely uh, not want to book on Royal Caribbean. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think this is hurting themselves uh, terribly. I think Royal Caribbean is hurting themselves more than MSC failing one inspection. I don't think that's going to hurt them at all. And I feel quite sure that, you know, in a week's time or two weeks' time or whenever they do the re inspection, they'll be in the 90s. Like they've been on every other inspection the ship's had. It'd be one thing if this was the fourth time they failed. It's not. It's the first. The other ships in the MSC fleet all passed inspection. Most of them in the high 90s and some even got 100. That's correct. I'm hoping they'll be hyper vigilant for my upcoming cruise, and they are fully staffed. Um, I'm wondering about uh, that they have crew waiting for visas.
4: Uh, that crew. But they're not going to have a whole
2: crew of a ship waiting now. Now, if if MSC has a staffing problem, I haven't heard any major complaints either on Seaside or anybody else uh, about staffing issues. I mean, everybody has staffing issues to some effect uh, in today's world. Tom says I'm thinking the fly issue crossed our steward uh, on the escape or gave the steward so much concern we had a fly in the cabin and he was really concerned yeah I mean that's, that's, flies happen it's like you get flies in your house and we all take care of that no different on a cruise
0: ship. He
2: was spraying something I wasn't even pleased and later got rid of. Yeah, well. So I mean, they, you know, there's all kinds of ways of doing it, but it's better than old fashioned sticky crap that hangs down from the ceiling. I always hated that smell the one thing that grossed me out was the seaside was the person in the galley that was one of the things that is a no-no he handled some ground beef and then went to the refrigerator door handle without uh, changing gloves or washing his hands so yeah that was one one of the bad things that was a uh, either somebody in haste or somebody improperly trained but again, that's not something that happens a lot. I went on a galley tour on a carnival ship and saw a cockroach walking on shiny stainless steel. That uh, could, uh, that can happen, and I mean those things gross me out worse than anything. And thankfully, you don't see it often. Hot air Tom says, ah, that's why hot air Tom's here. Mars has internet. Okay, I feel a lot better. Hot air. Sunny's with us. Hi, Sunny. Glad you made it. Hit that sun- thumbs up, y'all. Thanks, Steve. <clears throat> I do appreciate that. Gotta watch those push button door openers more than once in underwear. My throat's going out. Okay, so uh, what's hotter time in his underwear? I gotta go back to that more than once in my underwear bent over Cindy's chair and bumped the button oh okay now I see you hit the a button and you're running around the room in your are I understand now and opened the door without me. really nothing we haven't seen before hot air How's the weather been in the seas? Good question, Kenneth. um, Overall, the weather has been beautiful during the days. We had a really windy uh, night the night before last through us uh, late getting into uh, Aruba yesterday. We got into Curacao right on time this morning. It was a little hazy, slash foggy, slash cloudy. Uh, You know, it's not a real crisp, sunny day here yet, uh, but that could change. Um, The seas have been, well, the, the, the windy night, it was a little rough.
3: Quite
2: frankly, there was there was seas. The overall the seas around Aruba and Curacao are light, choppy. Nothing really bad. Uh, It's not crystal smooth, but I mean, this is this is a huge. It's pretty stable. Uh, We've had no rain unless it was. A little during the night. We've had a little rain during the night, but not during the days.
4: Yesterday was much milder in Aruba.
2: How full is the ship? We are about a hundred and six percent. No, a hundred four percent is it full. Uh, another few oops. The folks in the hallway must be surprised to see you in your undies. I don't like it. Luckily, no one was passing hell, just go out there and run around in your under-got-you. Oh, there, Tom. surprised you haven't done that at some time or another. The guy from Royal Caribbean Blog says no one has been kicked off I they asked for volunteers first. Yeah, I don't think they... Yeah, I, I, It didn't mean to imply that they have kicked people off, but just... This is what they're doing to try to eliminate the overcrowdedness. This is why they're giving some of the people a good deal. I just can't believe the one they're giving nothing to. I wouldn't take that for a heartbeat. So
3: wondered if I
2: should try for an upgrade on my upcoming MSC Seaside Crews may have an easier time getting it now. They'll try for it then, so.
3: That's
2: something that I never do. I just, you know... Of course, once I'm walked into a handicapped cabin, I don't want to do anything to mess with that. So. <laughs> Bonnie says... Sunny, when you started talking about Tom's fly, I was thinking you were talking about his underwear. Yeah, I got you. Uh, when Tom, when's your next Norwegian cruise? June third. Back to back British Isles in Baltic Sea. Sunny says, "Yeah, that would've been something." Walking down the hallway. And the door flies open, and there's underwear flashing and going on. Yeah. Tom, how bad is the shower bathroom situation on the EPIC? Everybody's talking about how there's no privacy or just being thrown out of proportion. He says, I used to see a gentleman in the casino shorts fall down while he was uh, walking. I was behind him and was glad he had on tighty whites. Yeah, I agree. That's
3: funny.
2: Ken, I won't be on the UMPIC until the chili cruise in 2025, but I don't see a problem. But then I show off my underwear. It's a- to pass the uh, I know an old guy in public who was trying to impress the cashier. He sucked in his guts his pants fell down. Uh, from a practical standpoint one person can shower while the other uses the toilet without sharing space. Uh, yeah. That happens on each the bathroom.
3: Trucks. They're all too small.
2: My situation with the handicapped restroom, it's got tons of space. Cindy says I've been an epic three times, and the bathroom situation is not as bad at all. There's a curtain you can pull between the room and the bathroom area for privacy.
3: Steve says,
2: you folks sound like you'd be a blast on the crew. Y'all are cracking me up. Yeah, this is a good group, Steve. And I swear, you know, I've said all along, they get in the chat room and pay absolutely no attention to me. None whatsoever. They can keep a conversation going on for hours. So, all right, guys, I've gone over an hour today. Holy cow. That's going to wrap me up for today, folks. I gotta go process this and head to Curacao for another excursion. So I will see everybody back here. Let's see, yeah, tomorrow's regular schedule. Don't forget, nine o'clock in the morning if you wanna check out my live stream with Pete announcing the December solo group cruise. So, that's going to do it for me today. I'll see everybody tomorrow. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry, so if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, Ports of Call cruises themselves, Chili Chats,